Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listeners, we're back for our first post-match episode this season and I'm joined by George and Brownie for this one. We'll discuss yesterday's 0-0 against Wigan and we've got a few listener questions to answer as well, so enjoy. Boys, how are we? George, how was your curry last night? Yeah, regretting it this morning, but <laughs> superb. What did you have? Um, it was off like the signature dishes one, so it was called a chicken roshni and it had garlic and pepper and it was spicy to be fair but it only said medium spice so I thought I'd be okay and but I finished it yeah it was very good happy days Brownie how's the head been bad been worse but yeah like George regretting it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think George is in the bad books with his missus though like you is he no no nah. I have to say Brownie them voice notes were entertaining <laughs> it's a good chant isn't it I like yeah. it. Alvaro Fernandez won. Alvaro! Run it down the way, Gano! And a pressing sing, Gano! Take us in a Premier League! Oh, God. Uh, and then there was, a, there was a good one that I enjoyed about uh, Solly as well, which I'm not sure if he'll have heard. It was in the chat, so he might have heard it, but I'll uh, I'll stick that in here as well at this point for everyone <laughs> oh, to listen God. to. Um, I don't remember that one. <laughs> So it ain't no one else worth Adam Salisbury's the best on earth. Um, don't remember that one. Yeah. I think there was we do need some better chance though, don't we, if we're honest? That we do need a few new ones. So yeah. if Brownie can get that going at games, then it'd be good, I think. <laughs> Brownie and Solly work, working closely with uh, Preston Him Club would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you like what we do here at From The Finney, you can support us. Uh, if you head over to supporter.acast.com forward slash From The Finney uh, and anything that is received goes towards helping the pod keep running and is massively appreciated. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review on there. Or if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can leave us a star rating. I'm still not really sure what it does, but it looks good. So, yeah. Um, boys, we'll start with the Wigan game yesterday. I think first and foremost, a great following. You know, sold out away end. First game of the season. I think 4,720-summit or 30-summit it was. Um, you don't really get much better than that for, for an away game to open the season, does it? No, it was a proper takeover, on it? When I got off the train, you could, like, feel, like, the buzz in the air. It was quite strange, really, and just North End fans everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good to be back. I don't think we've had a like a 
a decent away game at home to start the season for a while. So, yeah, an away good. game at home. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To be Not fair, it was like, it's only Wigan, so... Yeah. Because usually we're at home, aren't we? But yeah, we're reading away, reading away or something like that. But yeah, near, near at home. It's funny looking at their home end behind the net and then looking at ours. Uh, I, know, I know they do tend to fill the sides more, don't they? But like, there was literally five minutes until kick-off. And their home end behind the net was about ten people in there and we were, we were full, so... Enjoyed that. Yeah, it wasn't heard... much after kickoff either. There was there? No, really? it's, it's weird that I heard. I did hear someone saying that apparently they don't normally open that end of the ground because it never sells. Um, so they were like, I don't know why they've opened it for this one because it clearly still hasn't sold. But yeah, it didn't look great, did it? No, at all. What, well, I know they don't was... usually have many, but you'd expect. You know, like Preston first game of the season, you'd expect there to be a decent turnout from a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not, not really a derby game, is it? But a local a local team, something to sort of whet the appetite to start the season, isn't it? But yeah, seems like seems like they weren't that bothered. But I think Jimmy Jimmy said it in the chat, didn't he, yesterday? They were rugby time really wigan. Yeah. Um what about the team for you boys? Was it pretty much as expected? Yeah, I think that's been the team. I guess to be fair, I like, think he's always going to go with Pops, even though we do probably need better because um, we're not really seeing Brown at right wing back, and Pops had played a few ninety minutes, so I thought that was nailed on. And I think Lindsay has, has looked better than Bauer in pre season, so I wasn't surprised by that either. So, and I thought Parrot would come straight in. Um, Evans more of an impact, I think. So, so I'm sure I'll enjoy that comment, but. Uh, yeah, I thought Parrot was was destined to start. You know, he's had a good pre-season under uh, Conte, and he would have been fit and ready to go. I think the back three as well, given that the amount of balls they put into the box, I think the back three that he chose was was right as well. Because um, Story's pretty good in the air, isn't he? And Lindsay and uh, and Hughes are as well. And like George says, I wasn't surprised about Bauer because I think Lindsay's probably done better, um, and he's definitely. Seems to fancy Lindsay more at the minute, doesn't he? He's he's a little bit better on the ball, isn't he, than than Pat is. Um, I'm not sure he's great on the ball, but when when the bar is Patrick Bauer for ball playing centre backs at the club, it's not very high. And that's no disrespect to Pat. I'm a big fan. I like him, but he, he, I just don't think he suits the way that Lowe wants his centre back to play. His centre centre back, that is. Um, so yeah, it was no surprise to me, and I don't think it was any surprise to anyone to see Robbie Brady starting at left wing back instead of Fernandez. I think I'm not sure what kind of preseason Fernandez has had with United, um, but given that Brady's been with us for what two weeks, two and a half weeks before the season started, I think it was a no brainer to see him start there. Yeah, he plays he plays quite deep, Brady, doesn't he? I think he's more or less like a fullback at times. Um, for someone who's played, you know, as a winger before, I thought Fernandez looked all right when he came on. He looks pretty tidy, didn't he? Um, so we should see more. Well, hope to see more from him certainly. Yeah, he glides, doesn't he, Fernandez? You can just see it straight away. You know, he was 
Gav said he was kind of he looked like a free spirit on the fly when he when he came on. He wasn't bothered that we were that you know, we had gone down to ten had we when he came on, but even then he didn't look bothered by this, you know, the championship stage or anything whatsoever. He was just straight into it, trying to get us going forward. Um and I think them two will be a really nice sort of uh, blend down that left side to be fair. You know, if Fernandez I think I expect him to get in and start eventually, but you can then bring Brady on if you're looking to stay out a game or vice versa, chasing a goal, bring Fernandez on or whatever. I think real quality down that side now. Yeah, he took took uh corner, didn't he, late on as well. I think you know, the fact that some of the players that we had on the pitch at the time and he was the one taking the set piece shows he's got the quality in that regard as well. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely technically good, isn't he? So, you know, it's no surprise that he can he can take a corner. Um but he's just like like you're saying, gliding, he's just taking he's taking players on with ease, wasn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Looking forward to seeing more of him. I think Sep used to make looking look really easy with bringing the ball out from the back and Fernandez makes looking makes running at someone look really easy, doesn't he? You can tell already it's just natural to him. And it's not an easy thing to do. Um, sign of a good player, I guess. But yeah, I wasn't expect I wasn't uh, surprised to see him on the bench. I think it would have been a big ask to throw him straight into a game like that. Um, although I'm sure he could have handled it, to be fair. But he's always going to be Brady, I think. I think when you bring him on, you just see the difference on the left-hand side compared to the right in what we've got with Potts, don't you? And you can see that's what he wants from his wingers rather than somebody like Potts. So it's a little bit of an elephant in the room, isn't it, really? I think that right-hand side at the minute um, needs sorting. Yeah, because you, you've got Brady on. Sorry, Jay, you've got Brady no, no, no. on one, one side who isn't naturally very nippy, is he? But he's a good footballer. But then you you can't have two slow ones. You can only really have one. So I'm not sure how we... Well, the answer is to get a right wing back in, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think Brady and another one like... You know, we saw Matson for Burnley on Friday night. I mean, that is literally, I think, exactly what Lowe is after on down the flanks. I think as well, he wants ball players, doesn't he? And no disrespect to Potsy, but he doesn't look comfortable when we're trying to play that way. He's more... He's said it himself, hasn't he? He's more, you know, he's, he's the kind that wants to be galloping up and down the wing and running onto running onto balls, not having balls into feet and trying to play that way. Um, and I think that's eventually why Lowe got frustrated with him yesterday and brought him off. Um, cause he, there was a few times, wasn't there, in front of us, George, on that on that near side where it, it was just like aimless balls down the line to no one. And I, I don't think Emil Reese helped him at times when he looked quite static or he was a yard behind what Potsy was trying to do, but the end product just wasn't there yesterday. And yeah, it highlights, doesn't it? When you've got that quality on the left, it highlights the the lack of quality on the right. Yeah, and it shows yeah, it, that could see him getting frustrated, couldn't you? Got yeah. yeah, and it just it just stands out even more, doesn't it? <clears throat> like. I think people were thinking that Potts could be the answer, but I think if you just look at yesterday, it's just glaringly obvious, isn't it, that it needs sorting out. Because, um, I mean, he tried Brown out there, didn't he, towards the end. But, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see Brown get a shot there, but, you know, if we we do still need to sign one, don't we? So. Mm. 
it gives these all done parts that you'll never get anything less than 100%. But ultimately, there comes a time when you, you need more than that if you want to go to the next level. I think he's giving all he can out there, to be honest. Just not really. Just his body, I think, is not really suited to that. You don't really see these these flying. Remember Alex Neal calling them flying machines, wing backs. You know, he's, he's, he's not that easy, really. Well, no, and he can't really take no, anybody on, can he? he can't, he's, he's not really got um, that quality. If if he's if he takes someone on, it's it, he's knocking the ball five yards past him and trying to beat him in a foot race, isn't he? It's not it's not a bit of individuality or a bit of skill or you know a couple of step overs. It is just raw pace, isn't it? He's knocking the ball past their fullback or their midfielder and and trying to beat them to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was it any surprise to you boys to see Wigan? set up the way they did in the long balls up to Josh McGuinness and then play off him. He was an absolute battering ram yesterday, wasn't he? He's enormous, isn't he? I didn't realise how big he was. But the first couple of balls that went up to Lindsay and Hughes, it was like, wow, like, you worried? You were sort of worried how they were going to deal with it, which they did eventually to the credit. But yeah, I didn't realise that Wigan sort of went about it like that. They weren't particularly good to watch, I thought. You know, look at the names in that team, a lot of hard-working grafters, but not really uh, enjoyable to watch, I must say. No, I mean, as soon as you see him on the team sheet, you know exactly what you're going to get, don't you? Um, and I think Lowe came out after, didn't he, and said he praised the defence. Because um, to be fair to him, they dealt with it really well, especially when you go down to 10 as well. Dealt with it really well in the end. So it's not pretty to watch Wigan, is it? No, we said point. that coming off the game, didn't we, George? Couldn't watch them week in, week out. You'd be pulling your hair out at how sort of one-dimensional it is. Uh, and I'm not right sure how conducive it's going to be to getting results in this league. Um, but Yeah, they've only signed one player, haven't they? I think they do need a bit more. I thought Will Keane looked, looked quite sharp, to be fair. Nice touches. He always had that in his game. Um, looks like he'll be a big player for them, to be be fair. Yeah, I thought Callum oh, yeah. Lang was very good for them as well. Yeah, very good. He got 27 goals, didn't he, last season? Did he? Yeah, I think he got 27. He's top scorer. Um, which is a surprise, surprise, isn't it, when he was on loan at us? Yeah, he always had like technical ability, but just a bit clueless in front of goal, wasn't he? Fair play. He's playing in like a number 10 now, I think, isn't he? Just behind the striker. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think Wigan will be bottom six to be honest, unless they make a few good signs in the next uh, next month. What What did you make of Bobby Madley's performance? <sighs> I just, whenever a referee's that involved, it annoys me. I just don't think you should have the whistle blowing that much. I think both teams did sort of play on the edge, and there was tackles going in. But people have been first game of the championships. Let it flow a bit bit of a local game it was whistle 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 that one in the first half and Hughes got flattened and they were on the break and Whiteman had to intercept on just in front of the touchline in front of the dugout I can't believe he didn't give that and then there were just little niggly ones every now and then um, so yeah not not too impressed but I'm sure we'll come on to the red card and I think he got that right yeah we'll come on to that in a bit low I think very early on was fuming with him wasn't he um Lucky not to get a booking, to be fair, I thought, with the way that he was acting. Um, but 
uh, again, I think he was right. I think it was a foul and the ref didn't give it. Then there was one on Whiteman in the centre circle. Um, I think it was Max Power brought him down, sort of slid in from the side and behind, caught him. Nothing, no free kick. There was the one, George, that you mentioned where Hughes got absolutely poleaxed. And then I, I can't remember who it was, was trying to intercept uh, the play just after that. And I think he put he literally put a hand on the Wigan player's back and he went down and he gave it a like, free kick. Like, one of the softest things you'll ever see. Um, but I think, yeah, these... It was a bitty game, and I think both sides made it that way. But I think, like you said, George, the biggest gripe was that there was he was just blowing up for everything when he didn't need to. Yeah, because it wasn't a pretty game. And then on top of that, you had the referee just kind of wanting it to every now and then. If you could see how the game was going very early on, um, Wigan wanted to play their way, and we were struggling to get the ball down and play. But when we did, we actually looked quite dangerous, I thought, at times. But it was there was never long enough spells from either team of, of doing what, what they wanted. So it kind of was five minutes for them, five minutes for us, with very little quality over the piece, I thought, other than the you know the chance for Parrot was a great pass from Reese, And we just didn't quite do that enough, getting behind and things. There were some good signs, though. I don't think it was a disastrous performance by any stretch of the imagination I thought we did alright take a point on the road and hopefully win at Deepdale next week Yeah that's it and if you get the win next week it's a good point but I think a lot of the like, beginning of the season games is not it tends to be not a lot of quality because everyone's not really got up to speed yet have they um, a lot of them are just a bit bitty it turned into a bit of a battle didn't it really Yeah um, especially this season yesterday when we played Wigan a year ago yesterday, we played Wigan in a friendly. So that shows you how soon this season started. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it was a typical opening game, really, wasn't it? Never thought it was going to be a pretty game of football. I just hoped, you know, how Burnley went to Huddersfield and not to sort of, you know, talk about them too much, but they really sort of imposed their game on Huddersfield and didn't let them get out, whereas we didn't really manage to do that. I thought we could have been a bit braver on the ball. Um Needed Johnson more involved, Whiteman more involved, um, even though he kept it tidy when he did get on the ball. Brady was a bit hit and miss as well, but I'm sure it'll come. It was think... Johnson's quietest game for a long time, wasn't it, like yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I think all three of the yeah. midfielders struggled, to be fair. Yeah, I think, yeah, Whiteman, a couple of big, were well, big block at the end from the request shot and kept it tidy on the ball, but never really felt like he was running the game. At any at any stage, it wasn't that kind of match. Um, I thought the one that did show it was Woodburn when he came on. Thought he looked nice again. Uh, I think he's going to slowly start playing more of a part. Yeah, he did look good, didn't he? When he came on. Just you could just tell he's got that technical ability, hasn't he, on the ball, and um, got that bit of quality that we don't really um, have too much when you compare him to like Brown on the ball. It's a completely different player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. you can tell he's been coached by Premier League coaches, can't you? He, yeah, you know, he does everything. Say, you can tell he's got correct. that pedigree, can't you? Yeah, off the ball as well. You know, yeah. He wasn't afraid to absolutely wipe someone out over halfway. I think what's, what stood out to me from the little that I've seen of Ben Woodburn so far is that when I've seen him in the past, he, he always looked quite lightweight. I think he looks like he's bulked up a little bit now. Um, put a bit of 
got a bit of meat on the bones, so to speak. Well, I suppose when yeah. you burst onto the scene and you're, what, 16, you know, you're not going to have a lot of meat on the bones at that age, are you? So, um, and you think he's been around for ages and he's only 22, isn't he? Um, so you just hope, fingers crossed, this can be a real breakthrough season for him now. Yeah, he came on and the ball just stuck to his feet and he played his passes. He was positive in his play. I just think he slots in quite nicely to that, that formation. Um, does a bit of everything without being outstanding at anything, but just a, a, looks a solid player to me. Just on uh, the point one of you made about Brady earlier on, about him being quite deep yesterday, do you think... Uh, we know Lowe wants his wing-backs to get high. Do you think Lowe being... Uh, not Lowe, Brady being deeper yesterday is him sort of being aware of his fitness issues and maybe doesn't want to have to be tracking back so much uh, if he gets caught out higher up the pitch so he, he naturally sort of keeps himself a bit deeper. I don't know. I think he just, I think he goes deep because he wants the ball, doesn't he? And then he can tend to like either play into midfield or he can play a pretty long range diagonal, can't he? But I think with, with Fernandez, it'll be, he can carry the ball up the pitch, can't he? Don't think Brady's got that in him. Um, seems to be seems to need players around him, Brady. Whereas Fernandez, you think he could get the ball and break away quite easily. Um, so you get, there's little passages of play with Brady where he's got like quite a few players around him. I think he needs that. I just don't think he can get up as quick as what it looks like Fernandez can do. Yeah, I think Brady likes the game ahead of him, in front of him. You know, whether it's a diagonal or a little pass inside and then then push on. But he's, you can tell he's saw it, like his experience is clear and he just he knows what to do, he knows where to be. I think he's a good addition and just keep him fit in it. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Keep him fit. Um let's talk about the big chance of the first half just before half time. George, you touched on it before, it's a brilliant ball from Emil to pick out Troy Parrott and I think Lowe said it in his post-match, didn't he? You're looking at that and thinking this is Troy's moment, you know, debut, just signed from Tottenham on loan for the season and he's one-on-one with the keeper in the opening game and I don't I don't think it's a great shot, to be fair. It's not it's not a worldy save from the keeper, not like I think the one from Emil Reese's seconds later, but yeah, he's got to do better than that, hasn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's literally what you're dreaming of in it as a striker. Um, just signed for a new club, running in front of full sold out away end. He did well to carry the ball and get ready to shoot, but he just kind of telegraphed where he's putting it, didn't he? It was a comfortable height. It was like a nice penalty. Um, you know, try learn from it and try and take the next one, but I think if, that, if that's Archer, you know, it's 1-0, isn't it? It's just sure it'll come with Parrot. You know, he's, he's never really scored loads of goals, but it's good to see him getting them chances. It's good to see us getting in behind and, and the two strikers linking up as well. Would it have been nice to make an impact a similar way to Archer did when he came and scored on his debut, wouldn't it? Because then you kind of you hit the ground running then, don't you? And um, you can build from it. Just hope it, he doesn't strike me as a type of guy who's, <clears throat> whose head will go down from it. So I'm sure he'll be all right. Yeah, and it was a brilliant ball from Emil, similar to the one that um, he picked Archer with in the game against Blackpool. But, yeah, what 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 do you make of Emil's chance seconds later? <laughs> got to do better or a good save from the keeper or a bit of both? 
Yeah, he has to score, doesn't he? Really. Yeah. But it's what he does, isn't it? He, he hits the ball very hard and, you know, that's what he does. But just a bit of composure and, and class, I think if you lift that, get it up in the air a bit, it probably just goes in, doesn't it? But, you know, he'll probably do that again next time and it'll break the net. But it's a good save, I, I think. Yeah, it's a good save. Some credit. But I think the ball into Parra and like you're talking about the Blackpool game and stuff, that that side of his game's improved massively, hasn't it? Um, it's a little bit underrated, I think, isn't it? You know, we've we've spoken, haven't we, in the past, uh, toward the end of last season and and through preseason about how Emil's overall game has improved, um, and I think those those little things, those through balls and that side of his game is, yeah, it's a little, maybe not underrated, but. It's good to see that he's got that in his locker now. He got a couple yeah. of headers, didn't he? Which just went right <laughs> over the bar. He definitely needs to work on that. Yeah, it's gone from bad to being like fine to the point you don't notice it anymore. Like there's still a few moments where you're frustrated, but it's going to happen because that's not what he's in the team to do. But you can't be carrying him it's like to the point where you're worried about passing up to him because he's going to lose it or do a heavy touch. I think he's got rid of that rubbish and. He's come on a lot. I think Parrot was didn't really see that from him yesterday. I think he'll have to get better at that. The ball going up to him, even when the ball just went in the air and there was a defender there to head it, he looked a little bit, you know, worried. So I'm sure they'll try and because he seems quite quite a tough lad to be fair when I spoke to him. But I think yeah, Lowell want to get him a bit better at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean he's only been the door a couple of days really, hasn't he? So yeah, exactly. I think. A, a positive from Troy's game yesterday was the uh, the chance in the second half where he he lashed his shot across the box and it it was just just wide of the far post. I think seeing him, you know, and Ar- Archie used to do it. I think Emil's done it quite a lot in the past. Seeing him take a shot from somewhere like that in the box instead of trying to work maybe a slightly better angle or work it onto his stronger foot. He's just got half a chance and taken the shot, and it, it's nearly paid dividends. Um, you know, it was a good effort, and I think, I think that was another through ball by Reese, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It might have been Brady, but I might be wrong. Oh, was it? But yeah, but it, it was. Been... A, it was so yeah. shocked he took the shot on there. To be honest, it was yeah, one it... thing that. We highlighted when we signed the meal, or I say we, Ollie highlighted it, was that he, he would take shots from weird angles um, where you perhaps not think a stri- another striker would have. Um, so it's good, yeah, like you say, Brownie, it's good to see him, you know, taking those those shots on. They were proper strikers' chances, weren't they? His two chances, that clever movement in behind the defence. So. I think that was going to be the big challenge for him, you know, scoring goals. But on the basis of yesterday, he will get will get opportunities, which is good. Yeah, speaking of opportunities and someone that perhaps won't be getting many over the next three games specifically is uh, Chad Evans. What what did you make of the challenge, George? It was right in front of us, wasn't it? And I don't think me and you had any, or anyone in the press box for that matter, had any complaints when the red card came out. Um what what was your take on it, Brownie, from the other end? Well, it was one of those where as soon as he's running up to it, you're like, don't, don't do it. And you just you just knew it was going to be a red straight away. Um, and, yeah, it's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely red for me. 
it's one of those your head you just turn away as soon as he does it you know like god I hope that guy's okay I think the replay actually showed it wasn't as bad as it first looked in terms of I thought he'd actually got him straight square in the face and it was kind of chest but yeah it's one of them you, you look at it and you try and find excuses but really who are we kidding it's an absolute stonewall red card and if someone does that against us you know you're crying for him to get sent off and pretty idiotic to be honest given what the game the state of the game at that point yeah what had he been on for 10 minutes Something like yeah, he's lost the ball minutes. a couple of times, hasn't he? Just, I know people It say, was a feisty um, game, wasn't it? So, Yeah, it was. And I know people say, oh, he's a grafter and he'll come on and work hard. But, yeah, he puts his body about. The ball just doesn't seem to stick to him. You know, the Hearts game, the Leicester, uh, maybe not the Leicester game, but the Hearts game, it, just a few heavy touches, ball bouncing off him. And same yesterday when he came on and, I, I dare say it's frustration creeping in as well. Um, you know, we spoke earlier on about low sort of first five minutes kicking off at the ref and saying whatever he said. And I would imagine that that feeling might have been sort of felt across the bench and, and across the dugout, that a bit of frustration at the ref. So, yeah. I think Ollie made a, made a good point. I can't remember if it was on here or... Well, separately, but he said that a lot of Evan, Evans's work and perceived um, grafting usually comes from him either not taking the ball in, losing it, or not winning a header. And then he's having to rectify that by putting himself about a bit. Whereas if he just managed to take the ball in anyway, he wouldn't have to do any of that, you know. So I just think it's okay having a grafter and bringing him on to put himself about a bit, but you still need that quality to be able to take the ball in. And like George says, he, he gave the ball away a couple of times as well. Yeah, we, we need that other striker as well, don't we? 100%. Talking I, was, about. I was just going to say, you can see why, before the red card, why Lowe wanted another one in, but I think three-game ban now, it just um, exacerbates the the fact that, is that the right word, exacerbates? emphasises the fact that we need... Why, why am I chatting shit? Uh, it exacerbates <laughs> does work, I think. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I thought it did. Can you spell exacerbates, Jake? Yes, no. I can. Do you want me to? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it just emphasises the need for that other striker now that he's going to be missing for three games. Lowe did say, I think it, it worked out only as a week missing, but, you know, it's three games into the start of the season that we're relying on Troy Parrott and Emil Reese and Mikey O'Neill. Yeah, it was all proven yesterday. I think the business so far has been pretty positive overall. Um, the two freebies people weren't sure about have been better than a lot of people thought. Fernandez and Parrott on paper, very good. Would have been very good. Cornell, fine. Um, but now they need to get these two. And he's had to take his right wing back off yesterday. Um Third choice strikers got sent off, and Reese was absolutely flogged like a dead horse at the end. And you just needed someone else to bring on for him. So I think it's important now they, they really sort of push on with these two. Yeah, 100%. It's, I think, the sooner the better as well. You know, obviously, there's going to be other factors in play when it comes to getting new players in, but yeah, the sooner we can get them in, the better. And I'd argue even a centre back. 
I think they did fine yesterday, that back three, but there's a month left of the window, obviously games to be played. Start seeing a few errors and things, you know, not to tempt fate, then will they have a dip and have a look for a low maybe? Because I'm sure there's quite a few out there, centre-backs that can slot in and, and play that nice foot he said did at right centre-back. Um, but yeah, big month for story to kind of, kind of try and nail that place down. I thought he did all right yesterday, but you know, on the ball is the big question, isn't it? Because if you get a right wing back that's really good, then it might make Story look better. Whereas Set may perhaps brought the best out of Pots, I don't know. Might be clutching at straws there. But at the moment, I think right centre-back and right wing back in possession is, is pretty weak. Yeah, I think Story worked in a game like yesterday <clears throat> because he is good in the air, like I said before. But in terms of building possession, he's quite slow and laboured, isn't he, on the ball? Um, when you look at someone like Sepp, you know, for example, could carry the ball all the way up the pitch, couldn't he? We're missing that. Yeah. Another thing on transfers, it's interesting, the narrative's changed a little bit, hasn't it? Um, whereas Lowe came out and said he's guaranteed to get his four players, he's been told that that's going to happen. And then Peter said on the warm-up that seemed as though it changed a little bit where it was two in. As if only we get the two out, um, which I think was a little bit concerning. Because yeah, you think... if you look at Ola Sunday and Harrop, I don't think we've got people knocking on the door, no. waiting to take, you know, wanting to take them, have we? So I was just going to say, who do you think the two out are? Uh, do you think that's Shawnee and Ola Sunday, Harrop and Ola Sunday, Ched and I think it's Harrop and Ola Sunday. I think, but I think they're the two, aren't they? I mean, Harrop, yeah. Harrop's been out on trial and Ola Sundays. Well, they're both transfer listed, aren't they? So. Gotta be those two. Yeah. Um yeah, boys, unless you've got anything else you want to say, then I think we can call that part one and I'll see you in part two. Sound. Welcome back to part two of the From the Philly podcast. We've got a few listener questions to answer and then we'll finish off by looking ahead to our first home game of the season against Hull. Um, boys, this first one is from Chadders on Twitter. He's asked, is Brown at right wing back and McCann in centre midfield not screaming us in the face? Genuinely think he would be one of the best right wing backs in the league. I think Brown at right wing back <clears throat> is, is screaming to me a little bit at the minute. I don't know about McCann because I don't I don't see how McCann fit, unfortunately I don't see how McCann fits into the way we play and what Lowe wants. Um, so I know people you know there's, there's, there's lots of shouts to get McCann in the team but we all know he's a quality player I just don't think he, he particularly works from what Lowe wants. Um, so I think I think Brown to right wing back is a certain to be tried, but who you put in midfield, and whether you look at Woodburn um, to come in there over McCann. Yeah, I think Brown's played there for Ireland, hasn't he? And I think he's been tried there by a few managers in the past, and I think he would do a, a decent job. 
in the past, you know, you might have been thinking, who goes in midfield, do we weaken there? But I'm not sure we would now, especially with Wood burning. You've got Ledson as well. McCann was class on the last day against Middlesbrough. But yeah, I see what Brownie's saying about, is he perfect for the system? I'm not sure. I think you've got to try and find a way to get him more involved, paid a bit of money for him. Um, don't think he's had a bad game for us really yet. I think there's a lot to like there. But um, yeah, I think I think Brown at right wing back is something we may see in the next couple of weeks, just just to try and get the team best out of the team. Yeah, I think there's been a few question marks, hasn't there, over parts in pre-season, and then obviously we spoke about him against Wigan yeah uh, yesterday, and I, I, as much as we've seen Brown play at right wing back and do well. I just don't think Potts is the answer there long term. So I think in the short term, while we've no other option, we have to find an alternative. And I see no other option than Alan Brown or potentially Alan McCann. Um, no, I'm not sure he McCann at wing back. He's done I'm it a not, couple of times. I'm not convinced by it, but Lowe's done it before, hasn't he? I think it, yeah. to, to me, he seems more comfortable putting Ali McCann to wing back than Alan Brown he, he, I don't know why I feel like he's always a bit reluctant to put Brownie there yeah I don't know is it the, is it because he's captain and it's a pride thing or I'm not sure it's a bit of a weird one because he is more suited I would say I think the fact that McCann's played <clears throat> wing back um, a few times rather than in midfield says a lot about what Lowe thinks of him as in that in that system playing there to be honest um, and I think the fact that Brown hasn't moved out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it is the captain thing. I don't know because he, he seems to be undroppable, doesn't he, Brown? Um, which, if he wasn't captain, would he, you know, would we see him on the bench a few more times? I don't know. Um, but it's just been a no-brainer for a long time, Brown, for at right wing back for me. I, I just don't see why it's not been tried that um, more often than not. I mean, he was playing right wing back for Ireland over somebody we wanted to sign. Christy, wasn't he? Yeah, literally. Yeah, I'm assuming Too many, too many good midfielders well. now to have them missing out and the team, you know, having to sort of kind of play people who don't fit. It's not like a witch hunt or a pots or a scapegoat or anything. No, I don't think we're being too hard. You can just tell it's not really that natural. Aside from the athletic side of it, it's just not that natural to him, is it? No. Not the best crosser. Not not particularly fluid in his movements. Graphs all day for you. You know the cross for Bristol last year sums it up. Um, yeah. Do you agree with Chadders and think that Brownie could be one of the best right wing backs in the league if he was given a run there? Um, no, I think best wing backs in the league is like a Matson at Burnley that type of. I think that's the ideal build for a wing back. Could work. I think he'd be. I think he'd be solid there. I think he could play forty games there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hard to disagree. To be fair. Um, next one from Adam Smith on Twitter, still on similar sort of topic of right wing backs. He says, "Is it a bit of a travesty that we still haven't got a right wing back in after spending most of last season and all of this summer seeing that we needed one?" I don't think. I think it's a travesty if we get to September second and we've not got one. They need to. The patience needs to pay off by getting someone of real quality that's going to improve the first team. Not, you know, they've obviously looked at a few this summer. I think um, Christie, Odebadjo, been linked, haven't they? 
So kind of thinking it might be pointing towards a Premier League loan. Teams getting back from tours and pre-season and stuff like that, which would make sense. You know, there's a lot of young, quick, um, attacking fullbacks in the Prem. Um, so maybe they'll go down that route. I'm not sure. I think the left wing-back area was probably the area that was more focused on because obviously Potts came in and did a job, didn't he? And I think you're always going to have... You're not going to have all your business done before the game, you know, start the season, are you? Because no club has. So there's going to be some positions that we haven't got sorted yet. Yeah, would we want another right wing back in? Yeah, we obviously do. But sometimes it's not as easy. And I think if we have to go down the loan route, then you do have to wait a little bit longer, don't you? So, yeah, as long as we've got one in as soon as possible, then I think it's, you know, we've got to um, deal with Potts or Brown in the meantime, haven't we? You just want that season where I remember, not to mention him again, but I remember Alex Neal saying, "You, as a manager, you want as few excuses as possible. And I think that's the same for fans because individuals start getting called out, scapegoated. But if you've got that squad there, well, that's starting 11 at least, where you can just look at it and think, right, there's nothing really to moan about there. Let's see what we can do. And if we're not good enough, then fair enough. That's the ideal situation, isn't it? But at the minute, you nitpick if you drop two points, you're focusing on positions and players and it just doesn't help. So if you can two more signings, if you can get them in, then it's kind of like, right, let's, let's have a go. Do you think with the right wing-back position now, We've had, what, this is our fourth window, I think, as a squad that plays with wing-backs, and we've still not really addressed the right side. Do you think now it is pointing more towards it's likely to be alone in that position than one of the two permanents that we think these next two signings are going to be? I'm inclined to say yeah, but I remember him after Accrington saying, like hinting about, free agents you know we need decisions now and things like that so and obviously since then we've only got Parrot and Fernandez on loan so maybe they're still looking at you know Christie hasn't gone anywhere has he but been linked with Watford I think um, I'd like to think that would have happened by now if he really wanted to come here and was interested by it so I'm not sure there's many other freebies out there so I, I think it is going to be a loan yeah I think that's the like, most likely at the moment I mean, you wouldn't like to think we're still waiting on Christie because I think it gets to a point where you have to say, well, you obviously don't want to come, mate. And it's yeah. clearly about money. Do one. Yeah. So I'd hope, I'd hope we've moved on from that now. But yeah, it, it, I when we talked about it the last time, it is a bit worrying we're having to rely on so many loans and this would be another one, wouldn't it? Um, or, you know, or short-term signings. So you'd, you'd ideally want it to be a permanent that comes in. Because I think yeah, we know who the, think we so. know who the other player is, don't we? You know, the striker we're after, Robinson, but the right wing back is the the area a little bit. There's, there's not been a lot of rumours of the um, since Christie. No, no. I, I know Foss is a name that's been bandied about, but I've never been aware of anything on that front. I don't think we've even looked really. Um, but I think I think off the top of my head of like three or four prem young right wing backs. Um, I know we've I spoken that's... about Kane Kessler Hayden, haven't we? In in the yeah, like he was, was a cla- he was a proper classy player, but like, everything would point towards us at least having a look at him, wouldn't it? You know, Gerard Villa. Pro, I played in League One last year. Played with Parrot. 
I've never, I've not really heard anything on that front, to be honest. Yeah, it's one that you would imagine is going to drag. Really, it's going to be not going to be one that's uh, resolved in the next week or so. Um, the last question, then, this one's from Raymond Webster, and he's asked: Even though the back three looked solid yesterday, should we still be looking at a ball playing centre half on loan? Kind of touched on it, haven't we? But there've obviously been bigger priorities this summer because we have got six. Defense central central defenders at the club. Um, I think it depends how they play in the next three weeks. To be fair, I'm sure they've got names there if they need to go and have a look. Um, but I think the plan all along has been to give the ones that are at the club at the moment a chance and see if they can take it. I don't know how good they Vandenberg, like you, you, you lose Sep and you don't replace him. That doesn't sound good, does it? No. I wonder what the guys like who turned up at detail. You might be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Crikey, that was funny. Did we find out who that was in the end? Uh, I think he was someone. Oh, what? A United player? United player. Oh. I heard it was someone for like a different, not even the football side of the club. So I don't even know. But yeah, move. On from that, um, didn't look like a footballer, did he? No, it's funny. No, um, uh, I had a few people sort of send in similar questions. Um, so instead of asking one from one person or all of them from different people, um, kind of made a, a separate point, but it was it was around. Ben Whiteman, and, and do you think that there's a need for us to be able to switch up our style in the middle? Because it seems like more and more teams are sussing out that if they mark Ben Whiteman out of the game, then we struggle to build play that way. Do you think that is something that we could do with looking at? Well, I think he's tried a couple of times this pre-season where he's, he's played the two deeper players, um, which usually means that Ledson gets in there, doesn't he? Um, so I don't know whether that's something he's got in mind. I mean, if you were the opposition, it's pretty clear what you're going to do, isn't it, to stop. But that that's probably where you need better ball-playing centre-backs, ball don't you? Because then you can you don't have to rely on Whiteman so much then, um, which we haven't got. So, you know, if you do mark Whiteman out of the game, then that part of our play is pretty much um, taken out, isn't it? Yeah, same with wing-backs as well. If you've got a wing-back that you can just give it and he'll fly or... Breeze past someone, then the onus on Whiteman becomes less. Uh, good players are always going to get targeted, aren't they? And I think Whiteman's old enough and good enough to to deal with that. Hopefully, we've got the coaches that can help him um, get around. Well, though he's come back looking looking sharp, to be honest. You know, I think I remember you boys saying he's bulked up and looks the part. So I'm not a major worry for me. You know, I've got Ledson you can bring in if you need to and things like that. And Probably needed Brown and DJ on the ball more yesterday to give Whiteman a bit of breathing space. You know, like when Woodburn came on, he wanted the ball, he got on the ball. Didn't really see that from Brown or Johnson. No. I think it worked a couple of times when he tried towards the end of the season when I know he's probably not going to play there that often, but when Bambo played in the centre, kind of allowed a little bit more space because he's better, he's good, he's quite good on the ball, isn't he, Bambo? Um 
even if he is a little erratic. But it, it, <laughs> you kind of you kind of didn't have to rely on Whiteman as much then. Um, but if you've got Lindsay there or Bauer, you know he's you know he's not exactly the same type of player. But yeah, like George says as well, it's, if you get this right wing back in, that might help as well. Yeah. Um, Hull then, boys. First home game of the season. Twelve, nearly twelve thousand season tickets sold. You'd expect a, a decent turnout. Yeah, hundred percent. Thought we're just saying before we've started that. Don't know too much about Hull. They've been quite busy this summer. Obviously, got a bit of backing behind them and gone on looking overseas and brought in some names that not many people know about. So. They've spent about 10 million judging by uh, transfer market. A couple of their new signings scored yesterday, I think. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they're about, to be fair. Yeah, it looked like they played with a 3 5 2 against Bristol City, but I'm not sure how much you can read into a penalty in the 60 or 70th minute and then a, a 93rd minute winner as to how a game's gone. But, yeah, I'm going to ask you the impossible question. and uh, ask you for a prediction. Um, two one win. Two two nil. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go one nil win. Yeah, hopefully not four one to Hull. No, no. I was thinking this yesterday. At least a nil nil away at Wigan is a better start to the season than a four one drubbing at home to Hull. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I didn't say. I, I didn't look at yesterday as a bad point. No, I didn't. Um, you know, if you, if you do follow it up with a win, you know, starting the season with four points, you know, you take that, wouldn't you? I think Low touched on it as well about how, um, you know, if you if you win your home games and picking up points away, then that's the ideal scenario, isn't it? So, yeah, hopefully we get the win and it's a positive start to the season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Two, point, two points for years has been the aim, really, at Championship, if you want to get into that top six. So, yeah. Wigan will get better as the weeks go on and we'll get better. So, probably not the worst result in the world. Do you think if we don't win against Hull, the Wigan point doesn't look as good? Yeah, probably. There's gonna, so many of these games that clubs will have, well, when you look back in May, you know, what if, what if and that had gone in and things but the first game of the season so early doors in it um, you just don't know but yeah you want to get that first win like you want to get that first point you then want to get that first win as soon as possible and I think it's quite a kind start for us to be honest yeah that's it with our with the start of the season we've got you do want to get that win as soon as possible don't you because then it's just adding unnecessary pressure on the start of the season considering last season we, we didn't well we lost our first three you want to get as many points on the board because then you're playing catch-up then, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. Last point, and it's I've just thought of it now. Um, what did you make of Freddie Woodman debut? Clean sheet? I thought he just looked comfortable in every aspect of his goalkeeping. So, collecting the ball, passing, uh, nothing really too challenging, uh, shot stopping, but he was there, wasn't he, to make his saves and parry it away when needed so yeah I thought that was a big plus from yesterday to be fair and he's obviously done an interview after the game that I'm sure people have read and I think he's going to be one that fans really take to uh, great character really positive lad 
um, tweets about the club and things. Little things like that make, make the difference, don't we, for fans? So I think that's going to be a really good signing for us, to be fair. I think with keepers, you can kind of get a little bit... You can focus too much on shot-stopping when really most keepers yeah. are pretty good at shot-stopping, aren't they? It's the other bits of the game, you know, taking crosses, communication, how calm you are, which, which impacts you know, positively on the defence. So I think, like George says, he just looks like a proper keeper, doesn't he? Um, and, you know, yeah. I think it's... Uh, he made a couple of saves, didn't he, which were pretty much straight out. He made the one in the first half, didn't he, which was a good save. Um, but, yeah, he looks like a really good signing, doesn't he? Yeah, I was impressed yeah. with his um, with his distribution as well, obviously. There was a bit of talk about keepers and being better with the feet than perhaps Dan was and... Um, I think you nailed it then, Brown. He just looked calm, took his time, picked his passes, and yeah, I think he's he's going to be a, a a a very good signing for us. Astute, yeah, good communicator as well. Yeah, always obviously didn't play that much at Bournemouth, but just being part of the promotion, being part of two playoffs with. Uh, Swansea, it's going to give you confidence at the level, isn't it? You're not really going to be phased by going to Wigan Athletic and playing against a horrible team. You're going to be confident of going and trying to win. So I think he'll feed that through the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah, and no, I agree. Um, yeah, well, that's it. The proper stuff has started now, and it's a point on the board. So not not a worse start. Yeah, boys, thanks for your time, and uh, I'll see you both very soon. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, Jake. Nice one. Cheers, fellas. Thank you.